Thank you for tuning in to the Funky Soul Podcast yet again. I welcome you. I, put, I, hope, you, blah, blah, blah. I hope you have had a great day. So, this week, I sit down with Robbie Eichmann. He's a musician from Huntsville, Alabama. We had a really good time. Uh, throughout our conversation, I apologize for dog parking and... Uh, some distractions. Uh, we've been dog sitting. We have some extra extra dogs roaming around. So I do apologize for that. But otherwise, it was a fantastic conversation, I thought. And I think that you're going to enjoy it very much. Uh, so without, uh, without dragging this out any further, here is my conversation with Robbie Eichmann. I see. <laughs> yeah, it's the, uh, that's the band plan. But yeah, so that's it. We fade the music out, and that's the podcast. We're started. Oh, we're started. Yeah. So, Robbie Eichmann Hi. is on the podcast today. Thank good. you for coming down. Man, it's good to be here. It was quite the drive you. through the rain, but you know, I made it. It's like, what? We're finally getting started at 10.52. You came... <laughs> From Huntsville? Yeah. And you picked up a boat motor on the way down? Well, I picked. I had to pass your house uh, by 40 miles to pick oh, up the boat damn. motor. Yeah, but you know, boat motors aren't cheap, and I'm just now realizing this yeah. after I bought the rest of the boat. Is it like a, like one of the, like a classic outboard? Yeah, it's the outboard's got the handles you steer okay, from there. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's already painted camo. It's like it's as redneck as you can get. It's yeah. pretty awesome. Use it for you said like hunting and stuff yeah. like that. I'm gonna try and take it out duck hunting after some unfortunate accidents last season without yeah. a boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell me about a couple of those. <laughs> Man, I've been wanting to get into to hunting lately, but uh, like my whole life I was against it. But then lately, it was like I, I heard some different explanations of it. It was uh, more from like a conservation perspective, and uh, hunters do more for uh, you know the state lands and everything than anyone else. Any yeah. researcher, you know, they we're the ones out there noticing if something's wrong. Exactly. They're the yeah. ones coming back and... Paying s- all the fees to yeah. protect the lands and yeah. pay the people to... To watch, them over, watch yeah. over for us. And, you know, most for the most part, the hunters are probably the most... Uh, I don't know. They're the boots on the ground. Yeah. They're the ones that are... Because yeah. <clears throat> you can't pay enough game wardens out there to... Well, and, I mean, there's no more organic meat that you can get that's true yeah it's grass fed you know know, open range especially if you're i really like the guys who uh i heard one guy explain it he was talking about i think it was a a mountain goat or something that they were tracking but they talked about how they knew it was 11 years old and they typically only ever lived to be like 12 or 13 and how they knew that that particular one had already mated twice and so they knew he had like spread his jeans and done his mountain goat. Uh, the first thing, duck that you swings know. by my my st- my spot that's in range, I shoot. I don't, I don't <laughs> care how old it is, where it came from, what it's doing. If it has a tag, I'll yeah. call it in. I'll, yeah. You know, but do you? Uh, so how does that work? So do you? You got to pay the. You get a hunting license, and then do you have to like get a tag to go? Yeah, you have to get specific tags for hunting different animals so this year i actually bought uh the big game so i could shoot deer and stuff but i didn't 
go out deer yeah. hunting. It was just if I woke up one morning feeling like going hunting deer. Right. Um, I have before, just not this season. Um, but it, <laughs> I had to buy the waterfowl, which is one of the okay. more expensive ones, and it covers, you know, geese and all the duck types, and there's different seasons for different types of ducks and uh, the geese. But uh, it just kind of makes it where you can shoot any bird that flies on the water almost, unless okay, it's yeah. endangered. Don't shoot the, I think, the white geese. I should look that up. Right. There's one goose that you don't want to shoot. <laughs> you go to jail. Not worth it. Yeah. I'm sure duck, fresh duck must be. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. The first time I ate a duck that I had shot, you know, that day or the day before, it was just, yeah. oh, well, this is why people do this. Mm. <laughs> well, I would look at it as, uh, you know, you're not doing it for fun or for sport. I mean, in a way, whether you intend to or not, a lot of the time, you end up basically protesting the the meat industry that's mistreating animals and enslaving. You, you know what I mean? But I do by know hunting instead of buying your meat from the store. Uh, yeah, if I if I hunted instead of buying my meat from the store, I'd end up hungry a lot. I'm not a <laughs> yeah. great hunter. Yeah. Um, I came home with ducks. I think I think in our group, whether I came home with them or not, I think I came home twice this year and I hunted like. A dozen times. Granted, yeah, this year is like the one of the worst duck seasons of all time, and that happens to be the year we started hunting ducks. And right. So we're out there for weeks, going, "Why aren't we seeing any ducks?" So we yeah. see one duck a thousand feet away, and then all the other hunters are like, "Oh, well, it's not cold enough, you idiots." Yeah. <laughs> it's November and it's still sixty degrees. You're swatting mosquitoes. That's why the ducks aren't here. Yeah. Um, but no, I I think I'm, I'm more. It, it's serene. You wake up at you know. The earliest I woke up was two thirty to try and get out to Gunnersville. Like basically, just don't sleep yeah. and go out hunting. But usually, we'd wake up about four. We were hunting off the Flint Forty down, uh, about twenty minutes south of downtown Huntsville. And uh, you get out there; it's still dark. You put on your waders, you tromp through the woods with a shotgun and a big bag full of duck decoys, and you get to your spot and you set everything up. And there's about this twenty minute period if you plan it all right. There's sometimes for yeah. a panic at the very end. Are you just sitting there? And you check the time, and it's shooting time, 30 minutes before sunrise. And it's just, you get to watch the woods come to life. You know, all of a sudden, the sun's coming up yeah. over here. The birds have started to kind of chirp each other, and then you start seeing birds fly by, and then you see that first duck, and it's just this moment of, this is why I woke up at 4 in the morning, yeah. that moment you first shoulder your gun, and but it's just peaceful. Like you'll, that's why you don't meet... That's why good old boys are so laid back a lot of the time. There's, because right. they're so serene. They chill out for four hours a day. As our, <laughs> as my first thing I'm gonna do today, I'm gonna go sit in the woods for three hours. Yeah. You know, it's just it's very zen. Yeah, and even squirrel hunting, like we'll go out and just you lean up against a tree and yeah. you just, just, like your job right then How is to listen. Squirrel taste. I've never had squirrels. Squirrel. A little different. Squirrels a little stringy. <laughs> um, you gotta prepare it right. It's. I mean, it's just a big rat with a fluffy tail. It's a big difference. It's a tree rat. I'd rather just eat, like, deer or something, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, squirrel's more of a, you know, and to get any real worth out of it, you got to have three or four of them. Yeah. Um, but Make a stew. Squirrel's just a more laid-back. <laughs> yeah, squirrel, squirrel stew. stew. Hey, can you tell us a podcast record in Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> What are you putting your squirrel stew, Robbie? <laughs> I may have just cooked the last Did one. Did it inspire know it. one of your songs <laughs> on one of your albums? Home squirrel today. No, it's it's just real peaceful, and it's, 
you know, I didn't realize how much I missed being in the woods until I started hunting again. And it's just one of those moments where you're sitting out there and he's like, oh yeah, this was freaking awesome. Yeah. Why don't we do this more? Is it rifle hunting, I assume? Uh, squirrels are rifle, uh, ducks are shotgun. Okay. I need to I need to get a rifle of some kind. Man, I got enough rifles to go around if you want to come yeah. out with me. One I'd love to this, go sometime. Yeah. Well, this, uh, you can crash my place. We'll wake know. up. I mean, I've shot before. I'm not like a total gun newbie, but uh, as far as hunting goes, I'm a complete. I know nothing, so I'll, you'll have to reintroduce oh, me yeah. to the gun world. I've got in the camo first for you. I've got orange for yeah. you. I've got a rifle for yeah. you. We'll we'll explain the rules on the way out there. <laughs> it's a 20 minute drive. Basically, cover it all. Don't don't point your gun at me. Don't point your gun at anyone. Else. Yeah. Now, if anything, that's the I'm I'm overly cautious around guns. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like so, but it's just a tool, just like anything. If yeah. You, if you know how to use it, you know. I mean, shit. A, a, a a saw, like an electric saw, that's really dangerous. You know, you could easily cut your arm off. <laughs> oh yeah. But if you know how to use it, you can build a house. So shit, saws sometimes, even if you know how to use them, they still jump wood at you and stuff. Yeah. I don't know how. I much you spend on table saws, but they got the piss out of me. I deal with one almost every day. <laughs> yeah. And I, but my guns, I trust. Like they're not gonna just spit a bullet backwards one day. Right. <laughs> the the saw will. Right. I believe that. Well, I was gonna. I was about to show you this uh, this gray gardens thing, yeah. but uh, since we kind of got off track with the the hunting, oh, yeah. and the boat things, it's more I don't like, think we ever actually said uh, you're a musician. Yeah, this is a music podcast. From, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a musician, and you're from Huntsville. I am. Uh, you're. Are you? Do you describe, describe yourself as like a solo musician or? Yeah. I mean, um, cause you, you do, like, play with people sometimes. Uh, just not. not as often as I used to. Um, I haven't been in an actual, like, band band, like a permanent member of a band since I was in college. I was in mm-hmm. like, 2009. Um, I played uh, with a group, some of my favorite musicians in town. Uh, we did Beatles Night, uh, like, once a month for a while, and then it, it was more sporadic after that. But that was that was a lot of fun. Those are some of the yeah. best times I had on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four hours of Beatles. And we didn't do it like verbatim. It was more of a, a like a Beatles bar band. Right. You know, just take these songs that we all love and try and make them a bar song almost. You know, yeah. hit them as best we could, but we weren't trying to hit note for note. We weren't stressing. It was just yeah, play just it. having fun with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I missed that. What is it, Layla Pup? <laughs> Sorry for the dog. Sorry, I I'm took not care of the. Attention to you. I took care of all the animal noises in the last couple episodes, but. We got a house full uh, for this particular podcast. Yeah, got the right. whole family here. I love Layla Pop. I've known her since she was a But uh, yeah, Robbie Eichmann is a. Uh, I don't even know what kind of. What genre of music would you. Oh. Um, I'd like to think of myself just straight rock and roll, but. Even when I listen to my albums, I know that that's not 100% true. It's, <laughs> well, uh, rock and roll can be, I mean... Yeah, it's, it's a very broad word. What is, you know... I don't think there's a point to necessarily picking a specific genre or anything like that. It was an, I think it's an Emily Wells quote. She's a great musician. You should look her up. Um, one of her songs, she says, Absence of genre makes the art grow fonder. <laughs> and it's just like if you, I like that. If you nail yourself down to a genre, then you're going to work to stay in that genre. And then yeah. you won't ever 
you can't just make what comes to mind. That's what makes bands like the Beach Boys or the Beatles mm-hmm. so good because they're not trying to keep a sound. They just make what they make. You know, exactly. This this is how yeah. it goes. It doesn't need to be more rock and roll. It doesn't need to be <laughs> yeah. slower. That That's just how it is. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of how exactly. I... You don't have to put a label on everything. Yeah, it, you just make it. Make music. Mm-hmm. If, you know, the uh, Fountains of Wayne, they put a country song on every album. Yeah. Because one of them likes country, and so they decided to do that. And I like that. You know, it's just... Make yeah, music. I never know what to say. Is that... Oddly enough, the first question that I get, like, 60% of the time when I tell people that I just meet that I'm a musician, and uh, they always end up asking, they're like, oh, what what kind of music do you play? And it's like, well, you mean like a, like, what, what instrument do I play? They're like, no, what kind? You know, what's it, what's it like? <laughs> it's like, bah. like, I don't know to do it, like. or i don't know what to say because it's like well i don't know how to describe i don't want to say you know we're we're a rock band because then you're gonna think the wrong thing you know usually being a solo musician and a bar musician i play a lot of covers so i'll just start spitting out covers i play yeah yeah i play a lot of like those kind of like that yeah i play a lot of beatles play a lot of modest mouths play a lot of Dylan. you know that's just rock yeah my favorite I, i think it's best to say like like somewhere between, like find two people that are like polar opposites, like you know, a mixture of like Bob Dylan and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, makes it sound very. Okay, if I was gonna do that, I'd say uh, I'd be like the bastard child of the Love Triangle of the Hold Steady, Fountains of Wayne, and Green Day somewhere, somewhere in there, <laughs> not, and with a little bit of uh, um. Oh man, I can't think of his name now. Really depressing songs. They all, <laughs> they all sound like this. Nick Drake? No. Uh, I'll think of it halfway through the podcast, I'm sure. But honestly, <laughs> like, it's it's nowhere in there. Well, all right. Well, I... <laughs> Speaking of depressing. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> This is rough, man. People listen to this? <laughs> no, not really. No, this is just me. Yeah. <laughs> there is no podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. It's recording to a tape deck this in your kitchen just, somewhere. It's just it's a weird... <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, some people have foot fetishes. I just oh. I just like listening to people talk. Oh, I appreciate you bringing me in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, I did. I had a couple of questions I did want to ask you, though. Right, like... You're you have what two albums out now? I do. And you, I, I, I did want to find out some. I know you've played with like various. You're a solo musician, but you've you've played with a lot of uh, fairly well known Huntsville artists, especially uh, on your <laughs> the dogs again. Somebody's nearby. Uh, they know something. I mean, you've had. Uh, What's what's the guy's name? Gus Hergert? Gus Hergert? Yeah, you've had him. Uh, several uh, pretty well-known musicians yeah, on your albums. Um, let's see. Uh, between the two, I've had uh, Gus Hergert, uh, Anthony Sharp, Andrew Sharp, Newt Johnson, Matt Ross, David Gist, Taylor Moore, who played drums on both albums, um, uh, Kenneth Bryan, a uh, musician from Nashville, uh, the Whiskey River Kings were featured on the first album. It's, I was actually explaining this 
to my girlfriend on the way up here that the first album there's so many fingerprints on. Yeah. I, it, it was literally I just I had the demo CD that I burned a bunch of copies on and passed them out to all my musician friends. Mm-hmm. And I would basically just say, "Hey, I'm going to be at the studio on this day." And whoever showed up played on the song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his, they, you know, a couple of them were like, "Hey, what song what key is this one in? What what yeah. chord is this?" Um and they would just play and or if no one showed up, I'd play a song that I was doing by myself. Yeah. You know, it was just uh and so it just it doesn't sound kludge, but having been there and listening to it here in Riyadh, what almost three years later, uh, it there's a lot of fingerprints on it. I yeah. love the album, I love the songs, but That's it cool. doesn't sound like me. But the second album, I had David Gist and Taylor Moore come in, and so we had this trio. We had David on uh, lead guitar, Taylor on all the drums, okay, and yeah. me on rhythm guitar, and so even without a bassist, we the three of us kind of pounded out yeah. the songs, you know, the, in their whole form. And then we'd have uh, Matt Ross or Newt Johnson come in and play bass or Newt on keys as well and accordion. There's an accordion on my second album. Newt plays bass also? He, Newt plays piano, bass, and accordion on my second wow. album. okay. I knew he was a great piano player. Oh, yeah. He can he can rock a bass too. I guess. It, was that the second album you said? Yeah. 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 That was... Maybe my first or second question when I heard the the second album was like, "Who's the piano player on this?" Because yeah. that's <laughs> and he, he he had heard the songs before because again with a lot of those songs I had demo versions that were recorded on a cell phone or somewhere else, and he took the album like a week before the, we went to the studio and just came in and just one or two takes did these yeah. parts and the accordion he literally did in one take. I I was like I, I don't know if I want an accordion on this song. He's like I just brought it. I want to try it out. I had an idea. And yeah. He walks in the studio and the song starts and he starts playing it and I just hit stop on the track and I was like roll like because oh the second yeah. album's all analog. Oh um, yeah, cool. we actually recorded the entire thing on tape. It was at Downing Sound Studios in Huntsville. It's actually uh, very cool. Gus Hargert's family that runs it. Right. Uh, okay. And, uh, Gus Sr. was. I'm my, actually hoping. Uh, I've. I'm hoping to do a podcast at his new studio. Oh yeah, he just—I I think uh, I was the last person to record in the old model, and they okay. just finished with the new model. I haven't—I haven't yet to be back Very over there cool. to see it. Yeah, I've I don't know pictures. when the—I don't know when the new one's gonna open. I haven't talked to him directly. Yeah, uh, but apparently I might be able to get you in contact. I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that would be uh that would be very cool to like do it inside his new studio it's an awesome studio there's the first time you you record something and they you hear them rewind it and it's yeah and you, you, that was when it clicked to me it's like oh yeah this is like analog we're recording to tape like yeah like all the ba- big all my favorite bands did back in the day it's <laughs> yeah. not uh, pro tools or yeah you know this is real Those tape downing like, sound down, studios downing sound studios okay cool yeah and it, your first one was not at Downing though. No, that was um, uh, Clear Wave Indicator. Okay. Uh, and they were awesome. Uh, that's the Black Crows are recorded there, I think. Really. And, and the Alabama oh. Shakes are recorded there. Like it's a you know really yeah. nice studio. I loved it. Um, it was my first time in a real studio. Other mm-hmm. than that, was you know recording on my laptop in my bedroom or something. I walked into this place and there's a drum booth and a vocal mm-hmm. booth and all these guitars on the walls. Oh, it's amazing. And he was a big Beatles fan, which helped. You know that's. A big plus in my book any yeah. day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing Amanda wanted me to to ask you was uh, to explain the meaning behind the 
Wires, Wood, and Words, the title of your first album. It's part of the lyrics from um, one of the songs, I guess. But she told me that that would be an, an interesting story of some kind. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, I was in California. I'd moved out there in about 2011. And probably just within a month or two of living out there, I wrote that song. And it's just kind of about how much I hate California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's I was living in Berkeley on 7th Street. I could see San Francisco from my porch. Yeah. It's a beautiful area. You know, so much history, so many cool touristy things. But then it comes to a point where you've, you know, been to Golden Gate Park and you're, you know, working the most you've ever worked for the most money you've ever made because, you know, they're... Minimum wage was ten bucks, and right. here in Alabama, it's like what seven twenty or yeah, something, something like that. that. Um, and so I was making ten dollars an hour. I'd never made that before at that point, and but and working forty hours a week, and then I get my check. The entire check goes to rent, and the other check is all the bills and eating. So I ended up living off chili. It, yeah. it was just it got kind of miserable after after a while, and so I ended up <laughs> sitting down one day and writing this song. And wires, wooden words was actually just something I had in my notebook for months or years, you know, I'd, at that point I was writing a lot more than I do now. And yeah. even if I just had a thought or an idea, I'd put down. And so what the phrase means is, uh, you know, a guitar and a song. Right. So the wires, strings, wood, the guitar, words, what you're singing. And the song is just trying to explain to my family at the same time, me, like why I was doing this. Mm. And so, you know, wires, wood, and words will set you free. Take that first step, take that chance. Like, this, I left to try and do something. Yeah. But when I got out there, I found that, like, the music scene I was chasing apparently died in the mid 90s sometime, <laughs> and no one told me. And so I'm like going to open mics, trying to play. Like, yeah, 15 just, years just too just late. You know, that's how long it takes shit to get to Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was just, I, I would go to mics and meet these people. That's cool, like, though, to get that first-hand experience, I think. <laughs> Coming from a place like Huntsville... Oh, Layla. Layla agrees. <laughs> That's, Huntsville's so friendly. Like, you know, when I was first getting my start, uh, Dave Anderson, uh, I would go up to him and be like, hey, what are you doing with that loop pedal? How are you getting that sound? And he would you know, yeah. sit down with me and like try, explain to me what he's doing. And, oh, and, this uh, dog... <laughs> Oh, I got a pet Layla. <laughs> it's okay, Layla. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> We've got to take a quick uh, canine break. <laughs> no, that's all right. You come, come over here. Um, you know, and everyone's willing to help each other. When one of us has to, you know, can't do a gig or cancels, we text each other. Yeah. And, hey, do you want this? California is the exact opposite. No one wanted to help you yeah, because they were that. afraid it's... that you were going to take a future gig of theirs exactly. or something. No one yeah. wants you to get anywhere because you're for, they're afraid you're going to take their spot. It's a competitive atmosphere yeah. instead of a communal atmosphere. There was auditions for a band I went to and I showed up with my acoustic guitar mm. and um, it was for a folk band. You know, just, you know and when mm. I think folk band, I was like, acoustic guitar. I, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have these skills. <laughs> um, so I show up and they basically turned me around at the door and they said guitars were too mainstream. What? I swear to God, they said that to my face. And I, I, I don't think I said anything. I think I just turned yeah, around and left. Have, like, I guess a like stand-up bass and a cello of, yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you had to viola. You a hipster, basically. Yeah, yeah, super hipster. And so I just, I think that was that. Were you wearing a vest? No, no. Oh, well. At that point, you know, it was early on in my California experience. I didn't own a vest yet. Yeah. 
I had gotten there in San Francisco. Style. That was your first mistake. Yeah, <laughs> more investor fedora. Or yeah, one of those cowboy. Oh, hats. fedora. Yeah, yeah. You didn't they, tell me you didn't have a fedora. Yeah, obviously. I just uh, assumed. Sorry, sorry. Only an Look, idiot would walk in the door. Retrospectives twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we learn. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that I'll never live in California again. I'll visit all the time if really? given the chance. Yeah, it, it's beautiful and so much fun stuff to do. But I'll, dude, I hated California. You don't realize that Southern hospitality is real until you leave the mm. South. I think that's what hit the hardest. You know, when you make eye contact with someone in the middle of San yeah. Francisco, they look at you like you're hitting on them. <laughs> I look at someone, you make meet eyes, you smile and wave, yeah. and they they look at you like, dude, are you about to murder me? Why yeah. why are you looking me in the face? Right. Like, don't look here. Look over there. Yeah. It, was, it was. Maybe I, you just have a creepy gaze. You know. <laughs> maybe you know, but I guess. See, well, in Alabama, they're too polite to point it out. Right. Like, they're just like, oh, <laughs> hi, creep. You know, they'll at least wave at me. Yeah. Talk out of the side of their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. Always smile. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that song was about. It was just kind of back, back, full circle. Right. Um, it was just me not really enjoying my time there and trying to explain to everyone that I'll be back. Right. <laughs> it says that at some point. Well, that's cool to go through. I mean, I feel like I can, I'm not going to tell some long story, but... Uh, I feel like I can definitely relate to. Oh my God! Having gone close through, up the story, you know, <laughs> yeah, similar. You know what I learned today? <laughs> Sometimes we all have to <laughs> go through some rough times. To anyway, <laughs> back to your music. So, what's the second album called? The second album is called All on Red. All on Red. Yes, that's the name of one of the songs too. Isn't yeah, it? there is a song called All on Red as well. I'm not very creative. <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, we did the same thing with Festival Expressions. The first Who? album, with <laughs> but I was in a I was in a circus group. <coughs> we called it Festival Expressions. Funny story about the name. Actually, I don't know if many people know this. Uh, my sisters, when when the band first started playing, they said, "Yeah, you guys sound pretty good, but we just don't know about the name." I was like, "What do you mean?" They're like. I don't know, it's just, some of it just sounds kind of gay. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know, it's just like, festival expression. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what they meant. I mean, you know. I mean, maybe they were trying to help. No offense to, I actually, to any of the gays out there. <laughs> they don't like being called that, I don't think. Not that there's anything wrong with that, as Seinfeld would say. At, uh, at one point... Let me see if I can find it. I uh, I used to keep a list of band names. Um, actually, I have it right here. And this went on for almost two years before I got my phone wet in a hunting accident. Tragic hunting <laughs> Tragic accident. Tragic hunting accident. Is how you described it. <laughs> yeah. His phone... I was going to leave out the He tells part. me that his phone was destroyed in a tragic hunting accident <laughs> earlier before the podcast. That's so insensitive, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I kept this list of band names. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Anyway. I'm trying to... This is... Uh, since my phone is destroyed, I only have what was emailed to me. Because Apple sends you all your notes, apparently. Did you know that? There's a whole section in your Gmail for 
Apple to send you notes to when you write a note. So, really? Yeah, I, I just found that out the in other day. In Gmail? Yeah, if you have an iPhone, when you type a note in. Ah, that's why that's there. Yeah. The note. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like the like it says like personal important starred notes, like one of the tabs. See, I'm trying to pick out some good ones like just the whistles. That's the, a band. These are band names that I just that came up in conversation and. I don't know if you've seen Parks and Rec. I'm pretty sure. Oh, you have. yeah. Yeah. So Andy would just be like, oh, called that band name. Yeah. Uh, oh, sweet band name. And so it, for like two years in conversation, anytime someone would say a phrase, I'd be like, cool, cool band name. I put it in this list. Right. And so I came out with like Rogue Piano. Oh, so these aren't actual bands. No, these, these are just band names. names. Yeah. So sure I have, you want to give these out? Uh, I'll give out. I'm not going to give you my favorites. <laughs> okay. But I, I wrote them all down. Yeah. No well, matter how we'll, bad they were. We'll take a look after the, oh, yeah. after the podcast. Well, uh, Rogue Piano. I got Retro Tomorrow, which I, I kind of like that one. That one's kinda neat. Retro Tomorrow. Um, I Bang the Cookies. Said <laughs> 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 uh, the Vegan. I like that one. Oh. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's got to be a band name already. It just right. sounds too hipster band right. to not be. Curly Side Up. Naps and Nightmares. Uh, nine inch clit. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I told you. I, no matter preacher's daughter. Uh, the morning wood, but wood, W O U L D. Yeah, like, the morning wood. The morning wood. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, there's there's a bunch of these. I'll stop there. It would. It the morning wood. <laughs> oh my God. It could be like uh, my morning jacket, though, where if if it wasn't a band, uh, it's cotton picking dogs. I Dog break. Tell ya, I tell you. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh man, I don't know. There's dogs and girls. I there's no yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> All right. No, but uh, back to your music. Uh, I did. Uh, I, I mentioned it before we got started, but I've, I did want to ask you: uh, Do you have maybe one song from each album, or just a, a small selection that that you would like for the listeners at home <laughs> to be able to uh, get a sample of what it is that you do? Um, yeah, I mean, I could pick out a, some favorites. We could play. Uh, we could play it right here, right now. What on the podcast? <laughs> I'll talk to my lawyers. I'm not sure if I can just stream it to podcast. Um, I like when people talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll call you. And I'll see you tomorrow. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, Wires, wooden words, or Guinevere? I I have people. I have like. People that feel strongly to one and strongly to the other. Right. But I've got two people in here telling me Guinevere would probably be a better song. It's mm. it's one of my favorites. Um, it's a lot heavier than most of my stuff. Okay. But it's a it's a fun song. Like, yeah. If I do say so myself, and I want to my first own horn, album? but beep beep. Yeah, it's it's from the first album. Okay, cool. Well, I have that one ready to go then. So here's Guinevere by Robbie Eichmann. Guinevere 
there's apparently a good person to know If you ever need some drugs or ever need a good trap hoe She pounded on my window at 4.40 a.m. So I drove out to the pawn shop and bought myself a True story. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I've heard it before, but I like it. Thanks. <laughs> I made that. <clears throat> Came out of my face. That was uh, Guinevere. Is that about a girl, Robert? Is that about a girl? Yeah, it's actually <laughs> uh, about a succubus. Did someone um, break your heart, Robert? <laughs> uh, yeah, she was real. Um, she's a sweet girl. But yeah. That's not how I was feeling when that was recorded. It was actually recorded, I think, a year after we broke up. I just, I really wanted to use the name Guinevere. Yeah. And uh, wrote the chorus first, and the rest was it's like really. That's what you got out of the relationship was just the name. <laughs> Basically, that was the best thing I got out of the relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she'd agree with that. But the rest of the song came really easily, just because it was. I didn't make up any of it. It's yeah. like pounded on my window at four forty a.m. That's exactly what time it was. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. So. so it's a true story. Very true. Cool. Based on real events. <laughs> what would your second pick be? From the second album? Doesn't have to be from the second album, but, you know, if you want to spread it out. Do the two albums have, like, a different kind of sound or anything? Or Yeah, I think they do. I think the second album doesn't have quite the rough edge. Yeah. The first one did, which... You know, I like the rough edge of the first one, but that's right. just not how I was writing three years later. And if you go back to like my college band, it, my music's just getting tamer and tamer and tamer. As I don't know if it's <laughs> just I'm getting yeah. older. Or I don't listen to as much angsty music anymore. But yeah, um, I mean, it, it, it's probably at least some of that. But yeah, I think some of it's also just like the natural pendulum swing of if you're already really into heavy music, then you're gonna gravitate yeah. the other direction just simply by. You know, if you're already in the heavy side of things, if you explore music, you're more likely to find things in the other direction because you're already at one end of the spectrum, you know? Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Whereas if you start I'd, folk, you might end up getting more and more hardcore. I think a lot of it had to do with when I started the second album, I was a year into a very comfortable and steady relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there wasn't as much, yeah. as, you know, yeah. bitching about girls and whining about girls. and Right. So, with the second album, I had come to the conclusion uh, about... <laughs> this song is about uh, <laughs> Roth IRAs <laughs> and stability. That's important stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a song about how to do your taxes. Um, 
The second one I decided uh, before I started really writing it. Some of the songs are older than the first album. Yeah. Just, you know, they weren't ready for this one. They were still in a notebook or something. Right. Didn't fit or something. But sometime right after the first album, I decided that all the characters from my first album I wanted to keep alive. I wanted them. I wanted to to be a cohesive story in a way. You know, from maybe, the first to second. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's cool. You know, so in the second album, I kind of said, you know, what if Guinevere dropped her bad habits and got a steady job? How would hmm. she handle that? Yeah. And, you know, I've taken them away from the real people that they were in my life, and they've kind of all developed their own personas, you know, That's whether cool. it's Guinevere or Dalen or Timaginary. Um, Tim- what? Timaginary. So Timaginary? Yeah. So Timaginary, <laughs> <laughs> it's... It goes back to the high school days when this song was written. Um, but he, Tim is, if you went up to your buddy and you're like, so I have a friend. <laughs> That's Timaginary. Yeah. He's him, but he, he's the main character. But he's also like the darker persona of the main character. So okay. it's almost two characters. I don't want to, it's yeah. not like a Tyler Durden situation. Like he oh, knows okay. two right. people, but uh, you know, in Timaginary, that it, on the second album, he decides that he doesn't want his day job. So this, at the same time, Guinevere's trying to, get, the rock and roll girl's trying to get her shit together. Tim's on the opposite end of the, of the spectrum and trying okay, to yeah. go back to his roots. He hates his day job. He hates his monotonous life. Yeah. And, um, and so you got this crisscross, and then there's a third, a second girl in there to you know just throw some drama into this love triangle. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> is that the is that the song that you want to? No, I, sorry for building it up. That's not the song I was going to pick for this. You got to buy the album, folks. To, <laughs> yeah. to find out what happens next. Uh, I think my favorite song on the second album um, is probably. I'm going to go ahead and say that it's uh, the Music Man Moocher. Yeah. <laughs> or as we call it in the studio, the Mooch. <laughs> um, I like that one. And it, that it doesn't one. really come out and say whether or not it's Tim or not, but we do know. Uh, I'm not going to give away the story. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you are looking for a story, just know that it's kind of uh, Tarantino'd. <laughs> mm. <laughs> There's pieces everywhere. You just got to find out what order they go in. Um but so everyone dies at the end of the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. No. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Wait, people die. I'm not sure if it's the it's it's last song. Gory song. <laughs> um no, uh Music Man Moocher was it's something I've seen in real life a lot and it's just girls that see a musician as as a fixer upper. Right. And they they <laughs> see that guy he's got so much love and so yeah. much you know, he's got a passion. He quit Maybe his I day could job. Fix him. Yeah, and so they bring him into their house, and they, you know, fuck him and weed him and cigarette them. Yeah. And th- he's like, I'm working on my art, and I'm not gonna do anything. I'm just gonna lay on your couch and play acoustic and smoke weed and, right. and watch Jeopardy all day while you're at work. And I've just seen that so many times. So eventually, I came up with the idea for me a moocher, and uh, it's not. I don't think it's really said which characters it are yeah. i think that's left See, up to i need listener. to get that gig that sounds kind of nice Just... i know and I, I, have, I have a lot of friends that have been up be a sugar <laughs> in there have, have a sugar mama and just be and smoking just, weed and, and just play music all day and... <laughs> it sounds like college yeah 
Sounds great. <sighs> but that's what the song is about. Is Basically, yeah. Assholes like that. It's her finally realizing that it's she's sticking up for him, you know, but right. she, she knows that something's got to give. So, yeah, that's, that's this song. Okay. And it was just fun writing in the perspective of, of, of a girl. Yeah. Like, from a... I used to be so into... I saw this, and this is what she did, and now I'm trying. Since I come up with the character thing, mm-hmm. it's just a lot more fun writing that way. Did and you just, think of the character like continuing the character idea? Did you think of that during the first album, or was that I wanted the first album idea, to be like, like after the fact? I wanted it to be like a rock opera, but I right. couldn't. I couldn't fill the holes quick enough to finish out the first album, and so I kind of gave up on the idea. And so a few of the songs, right. you know, I wanted them to be in the right order and all this stuff. Yeah. And, um, but I knew with the second album going in, that's what I wanted to do. So it was a lot easier to write. And so when I had an idea, I could just say, okay, which character is getting, getting into this nonsense mm-hmm. or who's doing this? And it's just a fun way to write. That's Even cool. as a writing exercise, it's yeah. just fun to try and put yourself in an already half made character and try and get them another 10% made yeah. with each song. You know, you're not trying to fill out this character, but every time you hear their name mentioned or their, most of them have like a nickname as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll hear that mentioned in the song, and it, most people won't catch it. But if you're listening for it, you'll catch it right. and realize, oh, okay. So now I know that uh, Guinevere has black hair. So every song that mentions black hair, that's who that character oh, is. Okay, that's and, cool. Yeah. yeah, and so it's just a little fun. Do you have any sort of legend or anything? No, that comes with the CD. No, to, you you got to listen to the words, to and uh, <laughs> so you can decipher the code if you if you listen to the album. I'm not very. I'm pretty blunt about it. You know, there's okay. one song called "The Rock and Roll Girl," and then an album later, okay, it's like there's a line: "She's a rock and roll girl." And it's, <laughs> it's, does she have black hair? She does have black hair. Is it Gwyneth? It's Gwyneth. Uh, oh, you caught me. How'd you figure it out? That's so sneaky. All right, cool. So, what's I forgot the name of the song. What's the the mooch? The, the music man moocher. Music man moocha by Robert Eichmann. Robbie Eichmann, music man moocher. Here we go. About the future when the present presented The music man moocher With a bow and a sigh and a soft spot for violence A Vincent Van Show guy painting music on silence But I'm not gonna lie, it's lost some real traction Slipping in powder from hell, faction. It's hard to deny when it's lost satisfaction Putting cons and pros is a natural reaction but she swears that he's clean, she swears that it's over Beware of the smokescreen, she ain't sober Never disguised, but it's slowly subsiding Behind the high-rise lines lies that he knows he's been hiding But she chose to ignore what it is a folklore Another false victim to this calcifying eyesore The love that she needed, I think she's trapped in his net No her heart when I'm treated, she's still bumping cigarettes 
I'm not gonna lie, saw some real traction Sipping in a powderful pill, popping fraction It's hard to deny when it's lost satisfaction Pulling cons to the pros is a natural reaction But she swears that he's clean, she swears that it's over Beware of the smokescreen, she ain't sober Never disguised, but it's slowly subsiding Behind the high-rise, lies, lies, and he knows you look hiding song thank you like i said i like the the beach boysy multiple vocals thing <laughs> at the end yeah I'd, I'd tried to do that for years and could never find a song that would it would work on until i finally wrote yeah. the song i was like hey it'll work on this song. <laughs> yeah well um it is getting a little bit late i don't know if you want to go ahead and wrap things up is there anything that you wanted to cover while we were here on the spot much? <laughs> no warning or anything. Just, um, oh, yeah. What's your stance on abortion? <laughs> for it. Uh, where are my lawyers? Let's see. What else here is on the list? Uh, is heaven real? <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you ever heard Abbey Road? <laughs> oh. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it, I guess before we wrap it up, what are you currently working on, musically? Uh, musically. Or otherwise. Uh, um, <laughs> um, Anything interesting? Didn't you just get back from, uh, you do a lot of traveling, right? Yeah, I, I travel for work. I just got from South Africa, okay. Johannesburg. Don't don't go. Okay. <laughs> I, I do not recommend that city or really that country. Yeah. Just that continent. I just probably just, eh, just yeah. stay away from there. <laughs> Um, I watched from my hotel's, um, patio bar, I watched a taxi driver get beat with his own taxi topper and then his taxi stolen, like from like 40 feet away. And I was just like, well, I guess, you know, this is where I live now. I'm not going to ever leave the the taxi topper with the driver. Uh, Yeah. I'm pretty sure I just tossed on the ground when he started scurrying towards me. He just ran up to the hotel and they jumped in his car and left. And Damn. No cops or anything ever showed up. Just don't go. It was miserable. <laughs> so you writing any new songs? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, I haven't written anything. I, I spent. Did you write a song about that? <laughs> Got B with his own tax topper. <laughs> yeah. Um, I spent like six like, months. Like, hey man, on... nice shot, but. <laughs> 
but with getting beat up by a taxi sign. I was seeing where that was going. I'm, I'm a little disappointed <laughs> in you. You're a better songwriter than that. Come on. Yeah. Uh, taxi topper. Wait, hold on. They beat me with my taxi topper. <laughs> now they're running to get, or they'll get caught by the coppers. Yeah. There we go. Boom. I'm a rapper. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Rap. I forgot. Oh to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to ask. You're currently Robbie Eichmann's currently involved in a rap battle. No, no, no. Folks. the rap battle has ceased. It is it is now oh, over. Ceased? You missed it. It's gone. No one was there. A winner. Technically, uh, the guy Don't that I was me. in it with uh, is a good friend of mine. Um, uh, he what's his name? I'm not. I'm not gonna call him out. For, okay, no, I'll explain why. Um, he if I know his name, should I not say it? Do you know his name? I know his first name. Uh, he can say his first name. Okay. Clark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I woke up one morning and I was like, man, I want to be in a rap battle. Uh, and I didn't know why. I'm not a rapper. And if you've known me for 10 minutes, you'll know that I can't rap. Um, and so I sent him a text like at 8 in the morning. Like I was on my way to work. I was like, hey, you want to be in a rap battle? Yeah. And he just replied like 30 minutes later like, What? Yeah, <laughs> and so we just came up with some ground rules, you yeah. know. Um, and I, so I wrote some lyrics and posted them. I had my DJ friend yeah. make a beat, and I was like, "Yo, this motherfucker's been talking shit." Yeah, you know, DJ Strax has dropped that beat and in the comment <laughs> section. Uh, yeah, my buddy Steven, he dropped the beat in the comment section, and then I posted lyrics. Yeah, and like my friends, let's just blew up. They're all like, "Oh, yeah. you gonna take that?" And then. As the hours went on, there's no response, no response. It was like 30 hours later, people were like, is this still? And finally, Clark's like, just just wait, it's coming. Yeah. And so he ends up dropping a full song. Like he recorded, <laughs> made a beat, recorded it. And so we're all sitting here like, uh. Yeah, I heard that. That's the, I'm not using the colloquial phrase. Like, I heard that. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, Robbie. I know how that goes. You heard, you heard. <laughs> I know how that goes when you be in a rap battle. Anyway, uh, no, I did. I actually listened to uh, Clark's response. Uh, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, I mean. It was okay. It, I, it just no blind, offense to Clark. It I like blindsided Clark. me. I've and here him. I was. I, it was solid. Because I can, I love just playing with words. Just work on the flow. I love playing with words. It's like my favorite thing to do. It's got to be, words got to be on beat, though. Yeah, and that's why I don't rap. <laughs> You'll notice yeah. that in my response. I haven't heard yours. I didn't read your... Oh, you, you only I played did... in Clark's response? Come on. Come on. Who's well, no, actually, I heard your... Re... What did I hear? You played me something just yesterday that was... The first um, one. Was that the first one that I heard? Ah. I heard one with you with music with it. Okay. So, yeah, at 9 o'clock at night, he dropped this. And so I called the guy that made the first beat at like 9.15 and was like, you got any plans tonight? Yeah. He's like, I just listened to it. I'm on my way. <laughs> so we're up to like three in the morning on a Thursday, like, writing a rap yeah. and recording a rap to give it out the next day. And and then he comes back, you know, like 12 hours after we dropped that one. And then we're up late the next day. It's just like, it was exhausting. Yeah. It, I was so tired. It's a battle. Like five days. I was it's just, a rap battle. Yeah, man. It's, it's a war of attrition. It's, yeah. it's no joke. You know, that's what they don't tell you in, in the albums and the rap music. Yeah. No one ever tells you how tired you are the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how much bling it's, you got. I, you can't I, keep your eyes open. Tied. Tied. Yeah, there's no R. Tied. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was tied. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't stay awake for the R. Um, 
<laughs> Amanda liked that one. <coughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm glad it's over. But he, he asked me to take it down because I think someone that shouldn't have seen it saw it. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if it was something I said or something he said. I haven't, I didn't ask him any questions because I didn't ask any questions. He was like, delete it. And I was like, okay, thank God. Mm. Deleted. It's gone. <laughs> so, I was I was stressed out. Like yeah. it, it had never been to a point where I, I felt like every moment that I wasn't doing something, I had to be writing. Yeah. Like, any minute now, I was going to have to record a song. So you, don't, like, so you don't have any raps ready for the show? Because that was kind of the main reason why I brought you on the Oh, you, you want to rap a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Do you have a... Maybe like a final resolution rap to to bury the hatchet once and for all. He had me delete it before I was done with the last rap. So I just have like snippets. Mm -hmm. Um, Snippets, you say? Snippets, I say. But this one I was going to try and... (laughs) Let me get ahead of myself here. (laughs) This this one I was going to try and put into um, styles. Because like, it was just me trying to talk as fast as I could in the last one. Okay, yeah. Um, and there was something that we were definitely different on. You know, I, I'd like to... Th- he definitely had a better flow and better, you know, he's better at rapping. Okay. My lyrics were cutting him to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> My lyrics are nothing to yeah. fuck around with. Um, so, that I, But that was all I had going for me. I, I'm not a rapper. Right. And so, but I do listen to like old school rap like biggie and Pac, and um and so i that was kind of the style i was trying to use you know like a, an old school rap battle yeah and but he was like trying to get like all flowy with it and right. pretty and <laughs> yeah uh while you're doing like a hip a hop a hip <laughs> 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 i haven't heard it i'm just joking um, I, I assumed you were a great rapper no i'm for the record <laughs> See, I'm trying to fix this rap right right now before I before I try and spit it into this microphone. Uh, shut up! All right, so he's getting his lyrics ready, folks. Don't worry, it's building momentum. So I'm just gonna give you the uh, just a snippet, like I said. Okay, yeah. So this is what I above these lyrics it actually says Biggie. So this is where I was trying to oh, write okay. in the style. Do you need a couple of cotton balls to put in your mouth? <laughs> actually, that might help. <laughs> um, oh, totally. In the style of uh, the notorious B.I.G. Speed boat through my flows, sinking dinghy, you better row. Got a schooner, good you blow. You reaping all that you sow. You think you can keep up with the likes of me? Easy E, B I G, and Slim Shady? Bitch, please. I'm about to throw you to the breeze. The best thing you ever did done for anyone was fucking leave. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It was just fun. It was it's a rap clap. <laughs> a rap clap. Yeah. It's more like a slap. It's different from a golf clap. Bust a cap. Um, it was it was a fun writing exercise, yeah. being under pressure to yeah. write, you know, something that was both had a point, like mm-hmm. you know, there was something I had to be writing about, you know, yeah. his bitch ass basically. Well, also more uh, that's the, the one of the things I really <laughs> like about uh, rap music is how the rap music. there tends to be a yeah the the rap music. <laughs> now tell me about the the, the rap music. Is that how you say uh, it? <laughs> no, there's a lot more opportunity for internal rhyme and things within each sentence. I, I think that what draws you, me to you're not just waiting till the end of every sentence to make a rhyme. Yeah, you can be, rhyme wherever you want. And yeah. I think that's the more rhymes, the better. Mm-hmm. And 
if you can make a whole sentence out of rhymes, awesome. I, I'm changing like the rhythm of I might have know, where the where the words are landing over the beat and uh, it can get really complicated, but it seems simple when you hear somebody do it who just naturally knows how. I wrote one verse. This is in my second reply. Um, better step back or I'll have to attack and jack that whack-ass tie-tack. Clack, clack, smack your big, bitch ass down to the tar- tarmac. <laughs> I know it didn't come out very yeah. fluid, but like it's just fun. How many rhymes yeah. can I put into four lines? Exactly, you know, yeah. just Well, and it's like a stream of consciousness thing, too, because you start writing it, and it's like certain phrases and words just make it. Yeah. You know, you just like tack, back, slack, tack. No, it's like that. Uh, <laughs> what's that game on? Uh, they pl- I've, I never listened to it, but I always hear about it. The the NPR thing where they, it's like the Wheel of Fortune thing where you have like a, it's like one phrase that can be two different phrases smashed together. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's move on. I had a line about NPR in the rap that. Somebody's out there in their car like, it's this American life! (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) I don't know anything about NPR. You think you a star? You as slick as pine tar, as exciting as NPR, uplifting like a North Korean memoir. (laughs) Did you say uplifting? Okay. You said uplifting. I was like, wow, I don't know that word. I mean, I think you can make up words in the rap music. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> What's he doing? So we're getting some more dog noise over here. <laughs> some heavy panting from the dog. He's just mouth breathing over yeah. there. Just <laughs> what do you want? Is he, yeah. Do we need more ice on him? All right, well, we, <laughs> <laughs> well, we should that. We should probably wrap this thing up. Uh, anything else you want to say before we close? Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's bears. It's a, it's a name a, is Bear. We have a live no, There's not a bear in the room. Um, I play every Monday at Southside Cantina. You guys should come check it out. We have fun. I've been doing it for like six years. We have a lot of fun. Formerly Bandito. Formerly Bandito Southside. Yeah. I've always heard Bandito, even though it's now called yeah. Southside I, I Cantina. Still call it, it'll always be Bandito yeah. in my heart. Like, I've been playing there for six years now. It's Cool. When do you play? When's your next show date, you said? Uh, Mondays at 7. Every Monday? Yeah, every cool. Monday. So this so next Monday, whenever this airs, this might come out this next Tuesday. Uh, I think it'll be, yeah, it should be ready. Well, I mean, we'll be done with it here well, just a how minute, about so it'll be ready. <laughs> next Monday, no matter what. Yeah. So no matter what Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, it'll still yeah, next Monday Whenever will this be is, go to Robbie Eichmann at Bandito, Southside Cantino building uh <laughs> on mondays check out robbie and buy his two albums are they on itunes they are on itunes check out robbie eichmann's music Do you have a facebook page twitter yeah i have all the i'm, I'm on the internet if just, if you can spell eichmann you can find me on the internet robbie r-o-b-b-y-e-i-c-h-m-a-n how'd you know that yeah <laughs> i know you bro <laughs> whoa bro i can read you like a book bro <laughs> What was your name again? Yeah. <laughs> Ransom. Oh, Ransom. Ransom. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Well, thank you for doing this. Like I said, uh, we should probably wrap it up. It's uh, after midnight now. So. All right, man. Well, uh, I'll, uh, thanks for having me. And I'll, tambourine. I'll and... see you at the same time next week. Right? <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Robbie Eichmann. <laughs> look him up. Check him out on Facebook. 
uh, and his website, RobbieEichman.com. Check him out live. Thanks for coming on the show yet again, and I'll see you guys later. Word. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. On Thursday of this week, I'm going to be putting out another podcast that is a kind of extra bonus episode, if you will. Uh, I felt like last week's episode I talked way too much, so Thursday I'm going to put out an episode that's almost entirely music. It was Festival Expression's last show at Stillwater Pub, or rather the last Friday night, last show at Stillwater Pub before it closed. So I hope you enjoy that one. I'll be back next week with Justin Oliver from Winston Ramble. I'm excited about that. But for now, I hope I have a wonderful weekend and I'm off to the woods to go camping and uh, hang out with the trees. So I love you all. I hope you have a great day. Take care of each other. I'll see you next time. Peace.